All right. It's been um three weeks, but I am uh I am recording once again. Um I'm listening to uh some flying lotus, uh Never Catch Me Now or Never Catch Me, uh featuring Kendrick Lamar. I love this song so much. It's fucking awesome. Um but you know, I, I uh I've been off for a while. I I took a step away from it. I just I didn't feel like I had anything to talk about. But um the point is not really having something to talk about because if I'm being completely honest with myself, I'm I'm doing this for me. I'm the person <laughs> I'm the person that I talk about, you know, listening to this in the future. Possibly. Maybe I'm not, you know, but hopefully, hopefully I'm, I'm at least one of the people listening in the future, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just listening to this flying Lotus song. I'm just chilling out and, uh, I, um, shit, fuck it. I mean, uh, I'm going to start talking like I'm making this shit for myself because honestly I, I am listening. I'm, I'm the one listening to this shit. <laughs> Well, not really. I'm not even listening to it yet. But, you know, I mean, some a few other people are listening to it. I don't know who, but, you know, hey, hey to whoever is out there listening to it. Um, I'm assuming it's somebody else in the uh, in the Zuzu Rodeo uh, podcast thingy thingamajig. But um, damn, it's fucking hot in my room. Fuck, I should have turned like the fan on on the AC. But I, I like to like not have that shit audible in the background i don't know if it is or not because i honestly i record this shit and i like i like just upload it you know i just put it out there and see what happens but um today i i do have something i want to talk about uh with all these the protests and with all the riots and all this chaos going on right now you know i've been thinking a, a lot about what my place in America is. And, um, that's, uh, I'll come back to that later. Or I I should say, uh, I've been thinking about that and I, I don't know. And I've been, I, it's not that I've just been thinking about it recently. I've been thinking about that for fucking years for fucking, you know, I'm only 27, but for fucking decades, (laughs) You know, I've been thinking about my place in this country for a long time and um, just the way that all this shit is being treated. It, it makes me it makes me question what's what's going on, not only with my people, like uh, just what's going on with me internally in terms of how I feel about this nation. And, you know, I, I think uh I think uh, one of the last podcasts I did, I said, you know, I'm not American or my people are not American or something to that that effect. And um, that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently. You know, a lot of there's a lot of black people out there who don't call themselves American. They said when they speak of Americans, they're speaking of they, not us. And um, I can't blame her for that. 
Because, you know, honestly, at, at the end of the last, po- last podcast, I felt the same fucking way. Um, but, you know, I, I really I honestly don't know what. What yeah, am I like? a? It's like we're people without a nation, dude. And um, but, you know, I, I, I had a few things I wanted to talk about. Let me just shit. It's for me. All this recording and shit is for myself. Uh, which I don't mind, but you know, I, uh, I was watching this video of, um, God damn it. It's a fucking gnat that flew in my room and this motherfucker's <laughs> flying all over. It just keeps hitting my fucking monitor. Like, yo, I know it's some, some snacks on this motherfucker, but, um, no, I, I was watching this video. I watched this video not too long ago, maybe about a week or so. And it was about um, it's this this study, this experiment where, you know, kids are given like some dolls. They're given like a, a white doll and a black doll and they're asked questions about, you know, the dolls or, you know, just a, the pictures of kids who are, you know, white, you know, a little a li- like really white. And then uh, they get progressively darker until the kids are black, you know, but in both cases. And, you know, it was a lot of kids. I want to say, I, I don't know how many kids I saw in this video, but, you know, it was not only just American kids. It was a couple of them at the end, I think, were either from Mexico or just Hispanic kids in general. These kids are little. They're probably like, you know, less than less than seven years old. These look like these might be like six-year-olds that they're asking, maybe a couple of five-year-olds, four-year-olds maybe. But um, young kids, you know, and they're asking these kids, which one of these dolls is pretty? All the kids, including the black kids, there's black kids and white kids being asked all these questions. They they all point to the white white one. The white doll is pretty. The the white cartoonist drawing of a kid is the pretty one. Now, which kid is a bad one? And they all point to the the black kid. And um, it's. That fucking hit me because I used to I used to be that kid, you know, it's not some shit I could look at and be like, damn, kids nowadays think this way. That's our kids in the time that that video was taken. Think that way. Damn, that's sad. I used to be that kid. I remember when we were little, you know, pre-K, kindergarten, first grade. When they give us uh, shit to draw, like little 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 pictures and stuff to to color on, if there's a person, and you know, like if it was any person, if it was a if it was a person, and they look like they were either happy or if they were smiling, you know, just any kid, you know, they always got drawn white. We always there's one color. And the crayon box that was always fucking in high demand that was all that we were always running out. It wasn't white, but it was like a a a tan color. I don't remember the name of the crayon, but you could not find that fucking crayon in any of the boxes. It was always getting used up. It was a valuable crayon. Because that was a crayon that we used to color people. And meanwhile, the black crayon was damn near 
untouched most of the time. It was it was the, the crayon you used to draw dirt, to draw something bad or toxic. You know? And it's crazy because I went to a school where, you know, every kid was black. We had like maybe, fuck. It would be like two Hispanic kids, maybe every uh, every other grade or maybe one every grade. You know, this is a, a like a, a 95% black high school. Uh, I'm sorry, elementary, right? And it's... And I remember sometimes adults would come around us and they would look at us coloring and they would be kind of like studying us and talking and they'd be kind of sad. It it was like they're witnessing some phenomena. And as kids, we didn't understand what the fuck they were looking at. But, you know, as I got older and, you know, just sometimes I go home and talk to my parents and, and tell them what happened. And, you know, they'd explain to me what what the issue was. And it was it was it was a lot of occasions like that. I remember there was a time in class where we got these things to color and they're basically different vegetables or whatever. And each vegetable represented a race. And I think black people were the potato and we had cross eyed. We were cross eyed. We had big noses. It, It looked like some it was some straight up racist shit. And the Native American was some other thing, and they were looking all fucked up. And the the white, whatever represented the white people, would look majestic and fucking smart. You know, it, it, he looked a okay, but you know, it was it was so fucked up, and obviously fucked up that it was like that they that they took the papers away from us and didn't let them cut, didn't let us color them, and gave us some other shit to 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 do. You know, and this is like what first grade? I don't think that's even first grade. I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, well, you no, know what? Actually, I remember quite vividly that was first grade. First grade, and you're getting a little taste of how, uh, how America feels about you. And um, that, that kind of never stops. It's always you get used to it, but it's always some little shit happening. It's always some shit. You know, you watch the news and just the way they talk about black people. You know, every time a, a black person commits a crime, they, they emphasize a race. They'll say a black man 12 fucking times. But a white guy did would do some shit and it would and they just be like a male. A male did blah, blah, blah. And that's not by mistake. That's not an accident. That's that's programming. That's a psychology thing. They're they're using your mind against you, and not only against you, against everybody who's watching that that news channel. Uh, most of the time, that news channel was Fox Four, <laughs> Fox Four News. There's there's been more than a couple of songs made about. Uh, of course, it's Fox Four News in here at Dallas. But Fox News, there, there's been more than a couple of songs made about Fox News. Um, and uh, it's just, it's fucked up. It's fucked up that that, that shit is, is allowable. 
that it's okay, that it's acceptable. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure now that nowadays, you know, in school, things are a bit different. Or I would assume, I would hope so. But, you know, when you go to a black school, it's probably all kind of fucked up shit in there. Yeah, just, man. It's it's one of those things where it's like, man, when give me a fucking break. Can I just be a, a fucking a black human being and that's good enough and that's OK? You know. Like it, it's it's always some some shit that they feel that that, you know, this country is and I'm saying this country, but it's it, it's such a fucking complex thing. It's it's the media. It's it's not just the media. It's it's uh it's it's hard to fucking explain. <laughs> it's the media. It's it's people in this country. It's your the your fucking neighbors. It's people around you. You know that so many times. There's been so many times where I've been dressed up nice. And, and, you know, wearing my fucking slacks and a suit and tie. And I've had white people. And this is in, like, downtown Dallas. Also, Dallas used to be, like, the fucking uh, headquarters of the KKK, if, if nobody knew that. But, um, yeah, but, you know, I'd be walking downtown, tie on and shit, just trying to get from A to B. And sometimes the way people look at you, man. When they walk past you and look look you in your eyes, and they look at you like you're a fucking dog wearing a a suit, I'm like what the fuck are you? They like they're scowling at you almost, not out of like surprise or shock. It's no shit like that. You can, I'm not stupid. I know what the fuck surprise or shock looks like, but that look of. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you wearing that? You know, or or just walking around in some casual clothes, you know, not even having my pants sagging off my ass or no shit like that. Just decently dressed, you know, wearing regular shit like, you know, some of the white kids would be wearing. Walk past or not even walk past people walking up to people in downtown Dallas and they fucking cross the street. They like they will fucking jaywalk across the street to not walk on the same side as you. And then you'll keep walking. You'll turn around and you see they walk back over to the same side of the street you on once they pass you. And it's not uncommon. Is it? And it's not like I'm I'm looking like a thug or some shit like that. You know, I mean. Let me tell <laughs> I know I'm jumping all over the place now, but let me tell you a bit about myself because I, I realize I never did this in this podcast or in any other podcast. Obviously, I'm black. I'm a black man. I'm a black man. I'm I'm black and I'm fucking proud. And growing up where I grew up, which is uh, I grew up in uh, South Oak Cliff. And for you, for those of you familiar with Dallas, you know that there is. Uh, oh shit, my bad. I got up, man. I'm trying to catch this fucking gnat. 
But hey, uh, fuck it. You know, live and let live. I'm gonna let this little motherfucker live. While I, he gonna be my podcast buddy. Um, memorializing time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I fucking grew up in uh, South Oak Cliff. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a little area known as Woodtown. Um, I hate to, to say that sometimes. I hate to represent it because it's it's the hood it's not it's not the hood in the way that in a way that you know like it's not compton it's not brooklyn it's not some place where you can you probably gonna get shot but it can happen you say the wrong shit you you walk around at the wrong time you don't give them your fucking wallet when they're robbing you whatever the case may be you can get shot there but you know i mean most of the time it's a it's a chill place you hear gunshots every now and then crazy shit does go on in that area but um it ain't no compton so don't think i'm some super hood <laughs> some motherfuckers is like straight out of compton out of the, the fucking worst fucking ghetto it's a hood area but it ain't it ain't the worst you know it's it's not the worst it ain't no it ain't no detroit you know, it's not a, it ain't, what, what's the fucking, I'm trying to think of the, it ain't no St. Louis, you know. Excuse me. It's not, it's not a super dangerous place like that. But um, I grew up in this neighborhood and uh, I've always excelled at school. I've always did good at school. If not at always, if not always an A student, always an A, B student, uh, you know, I, I have made some C's in my life. I mean, fuck. By the time I got, I was getting out of middle school, and by the time I got into high school, I'd, I'd like, I stopped giving a fuck uh, to a certain degree. But you know, I was still, I was still smart. I never stopped being smart, so I always, I always still got my A's and B's. But you know, if I didn't give a fuck about a class, maybe I got a C in it every now and then. But um, yeah. I uh I I mean it's strange to call myself this but that's the way that you know my that's the way I was portrayed and that's the way I was talked about but I was like the the hope of a neighborhood the hope of my people and not for the whole neighborhood but you know people knew about me it was a it's a it's a little tight almost tight knit but you know you see the same kid walking from here to there all the time. You kind of pick up on who's who and shit like that. You know, I was I was known as a smart kid, especially in my school. Throughout, you know, throughout elementary school, I was known as a smart kid. People said I was going places. You know, middle school, it's a lot more fucking kids, but I stayed smart. You know, in high school. I ended up going to the uh, number one high school in the country, and it was a number one high school in the country when I graduated. Uh, it's the uh, the science and engineering magnet at Townview. So you know, I'm saying that to say that I'm a intelligent person. I'm not a dumbass, and that people looked at me and they they had hope. Or I should say, my fellow black people looked at me and they had hope. The at least the black people from my neighborhood, people who knew me, they're like that kid's going places, right? And um, just 
I was a good kid. I didn't get into trouble. I I never never been in a gang. You know, I'd smoke weed. You know, that was about my only vice. And maybe I <laughs> I I drunk alcohol a few times. You know, like in in high school. You know, just stupid kid shit. Stupid kid shit. That's the thing I was most guilty of at the most. But I was a good kid. Didn't get in a lot of trouble. Didn't get in a you know dangerous situations. I stayed home, play video games, you know. And um, I gotta say, a a a lot of shit could have went wrong, because as a a black youth, you know, you get this uh. You get this idea put in your head. You get this uh, this um, not mindset. Uh, well, I guess you could say mindset. You get like a, you get this broadcast of of rap and rap culture and gangster culture, and you know that's all that's constantly fucking thrown at you, and it's like it's suggested that that's what you're supposed to be. That's how you get the girls. That's how you get the money. That's how you get the success. That's how you get the power. You know, you sell drugs, you join the gang, you do this, you do that. You know, you you get on some hood shit. That's where it's at. And I had that mindset too as a kid. As smart as I was. You know, I was thinking, nah, I'm not gonna be the 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 kid who joins the gang. I'm gonna be the leader of the gang. I'm gonna be the leader of whatever the fuck is going on, because I'm smart. I could do it. And you know, I wouldn't like that all the time, but you know, definitely that kind of atmosphere, that culture that's portrayed in the media, it gets to you. And then you see it around you. You see kids you know or you knew as kids. You see them fucking smoking weed, selling drugs, and they got these this money. They got watches. The fucking hoes like them. They fucking hoes. They fight, you know, they're, they're fucking girls. You know, they. it seems like they got it all. But, uh... It's just, you know, it's it's crazy to me that the reason I I never really got into that shit just happened to be because I was always inside. I was introverted. So when that shit, the few times when I, I was, you know, out and about and that shit popped off, it, it, it wasn't for long. You know, at some point I went back in the house. I was playing video games. Video games kept my ass out of trouble. That and being an introvert. If I was an extrovert, dude, no fucking question about it. My ass would be grass right now. I'd probably be dead. Not even in jail. I'd probably be dead. You know, so it's it's just crazy that that's that's what kept me. And not not only that, of course, my parents, you know, I, I had both of my parents in my house. And aside from that, the the. I knew some of the most fucking hoodest people was in my family. You know, I'd hang around my, I had a cousin who's, uh, who's just a, like, you know, a couple of years older than me. And his, he was, he's, he was smart as fuck too. And his path was so much fucking different from mine. You know, he ended up being the kid who, uh, was selling crack to adults, you know, when he's 13 he ended up being that 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 kid that guy at that time you know 
the you know the 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 guy that the ladies fucking love. We could walk, man. Me and him could walk down a fucking street. It would be grown ass woman trying to fuck this guy. Beautiful woman. He knew how to dress. You know, he it's like the that that rapper look, that lifestyle of that time period. He had that shit down to a T. The fucking ladies loved him. He was getting money. I mean, and this he wouldn't even fucking 16 or 17 yet. But, you know. Oh, and maybe I should clarify, <laughs> you know, maybe he was about like 15, 15, 16, maybe. Right. And all that shit's going on when I'm around him. Crazy. And the only reason I did not or one of the few reasons I, I didn't end up in that lifestyle it's because it was when I was trying to get in it, when I was trying to like, hey, put me on the shit you on. I'm trying to do that. I had people, gangsters, OGs. I had OGs and gangsters, gang members and all that shit telling me, nah, this this ain't for you. You too smart for this shit. We're going to keep you out of this shit. You know, and. A lot of those dudes are dead now, dead or in prison, in jail, maybe on the streets, maybe still out there in the streets. And it's like, I got so fucking lucky that I did not end up like all the other kids around me. You know, I, there's there's kids I went to elementary school that are dead now. And like I said, I, I this ain't Compton. This ain't even it's not the, the most I've ever had happen to me personally over here is, you know, I've had to fight off, you know, four or five, six people at once. I'm alive, though. I didn't get my ass beat. <laughs> I'm gonna throw that in there. Yeah, I didn't get my ass beat. You know, I didn't get to beat a lot, as much ass as I wanted to. <laughs> But, you know, I'm here. You know, I've had my house broken into. I've had my video games and all my shit stolen. It ain't a good feeling. Growing up in that kind of environment. And like I'm saying, my shit wasn't even that bad. I lived on the best street in the fucking hood. The one with all the old people. That's where I lived. And I think like, man, I remember sixth grade, uh, back when sixth grade was a part of elementary school. We all we all took our standardized tests and everything to go to the next grade. And at the at the end of the year, when they're basically telling you who graduated and who didn't, we said in the auditorium and this auditorium had a left side, a middle side and a right side. There, we all start off in the middle side. Maybe there's like a, maybe about a hundred of us, right? The teachers call out this list and they say, when we call out your name, go to the left side of the auditorium. About 80, maybe 80, 82, 83, 84, somewhere in there, kids went to the left side after they called out their names. And I'm sitting in the middle still, and I'm going, fuck, I didn't pass that standardized test? What the fuck? I, I, I couldn't believe that I had failed. I was like, I'm going to summer school. 
I'm a kid. I'm about to I'm about ready to start crying. I'm like, man, I can't believe I felt this test. And the teachers are like, they're looking fucking devastated. They're looking sad. And it turns out the 82 or 83, 84 kids that were sitting on the left side were all the kids who failed. They would have to repeat the grade again. But, I mean, I mean, <laughs> many kids as that was, they, uh, for some reason, they, they couldn't do that. That didn't happen. And they just passed the kids to the next grade. And then, you know, we went to middle school and, and you know, so on and so forth. Funny story, too, or funny, funny fact, my middle school or like the middle school that they would they went to and the middle school I would have went to had I not gone to a different one. My home middle school didn't have no fucking windows. It's like a fucking prison. That's the school you send in the kids to the middle school send the kids to it, it it didn't have no fucking windows literally it was a fucking box they went to school in a fucking box no fucking windows the whole building yeah that's just just you know some of the hood shit you know and people don't get me wrong I don't think being a thug, being a gangster is a, a good thing. It's definitely not for sure because I've had to fight them. I've had to fight them. I've had to get the fucking gun pulled out and pointed at me. I've had to get my shit stolen. So, of course, of course I don't like that shit. Who the fuck would like that shit? I don't like those motherfuckers. But, like, when you see the upbringing of some of these people, these kids and how their lives went down like I remember I had a friend I won't say his name and there's no way in hell he's listening to this podcast I had a a friend in elementary school and um his mom was never home his mom was never home I don't don't know if he knew his dad or not I don't think he did they had a dog named cocaine which I thought was funny I was like damn your mom's your mom a cool one you know this is like fifth grade fourth grade and I'm going over his house and we're chilling. We're playing video games and stuff. And his mom comes in one day and she's asking us if we have any change. And I'm like, nah, I don't really have any change. And she, she like shakes my pocket and here's change. And she says, hey, don't be stingy. You got change. I'm like, oh, okay. I forgot I had that. And I give her a change and she gets some change from her kids she gets their money or whatever, and she leaves. And like this is this is the only time I've fucking seen this woman. I've been over their house like fucking dozens of times. And um, I didn't know at the time, but uh, that lady was a uh, their mom was addicted to like crack. She was addicted to coke. The dog was named Cocaine for for a reason. Um, and just you know. When you grow up in those types of environments, what the fuck do people expect? And I'm not saying this right. I'm not trying to say that uh, if you have a hard childhood, it's okay that you 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 grow up and you do do some fucked up shit. 
I've had some hardship in my childhood, but you know, my parents weren't fucking doing crack. Not at all. You know, I had, I had, uh, I had. My parents were decent human beings. They didn't do, and not to say that she's a horrible human being, you know, but I don't, I don't know what to call that shit. You know, it's just there's all these systematic problems in the in these areas and it's and America does not give a fuck. That reminds me of like the fucking um I remember in Indonesia when they had those tsunamis and America's like, hey, let's let's give them this money, let's do this, this and that and the other form. And then Katrina happened and like shit. I don't remember what the issue was. I don't remember if it was the first two days they didn't do sh- jack shit, but like their response was worse for a city in their own country than it was for a city in a foreign country. And I mean, let's we know what New Orleans is. New Orleans is a, as the mayor at the time said, a chocolate city. It's a that's a that's a black city. And I'm like, man, what 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 the fuck? What the fuck is the issue that America has with black people? I don't I can't I don't get it. You know, like I said, I used to be that kid who looked at those fucking baby dolls and thought, okay, I'm the same color as the bad one. The ugly one. It's hard for me to grow my fucking hair out now. I don't like my hair. And I know exactly why I don't like my hair. I mean. You know, it's like this country teach you to ha- teaches you to fucking hate yourself. And I'm, I'm so fucking thankful that my people are as strong as we have been. Because uh, if I didn't have those pro-black messages those positive black messages man i don't know what the fuck i would see when i look in the mirror and um and uh yeah this is this is definitely a fucking a a black centric episode but i am i am black and if you don't like it you know get the fuck you you could stop listening cut this shit off right now um and i mean don't get it twisted I love, as I'm pretty sure you've heard me say many times on this fucking podcast, you know, I love Asian women. (laughs) I love, I love every race. I ain't got no fucking hatred for, for no race. That doesn't, to me, that doesn't make sense. How the fuck can you hate a whole group of people? Like a whole, like a a genetic, like genetically, like I hate you because of your genetic. That don't fucking make sense to me. I hate you because of where the part of the world you come from. That's bullshit. So for me to see this shit in America, to see shit like so many black men in prison and jail, a disproportionate amount. To see this bullshit war on drugs and how it's affected our neighborhoods 
and to see that nobody really gives a fuck. To see that everybody can do the fucking nay-nay. Everybody can, can do our dances. They can sing our songs. Everybody can en- enjoy us, our, our culture that we've had to recreate because, I mean, after all, it, we came over here, it was destroyed. But, like, everybody can enjoy our shit, but nobody can help us. And don't get me wrong, there's some there's some people out there trying to help, and I'm sure we all appreciate it. But, like, shit is so fucked up beyond belief. It's like, what the fuck? Are we the entertainment race? Is that what we are? It seems like that's what we are to me. We're the we're the we're the race that makes you laugh. We're the race that gives you some art that you can enjoy. But that's all. That's where we draw the fucking line. Like I don't see how like a place like Chicago can exist. Like the the south side of Chicago, you know, where more people died in the south side of Chicago during the uh during the Iraq war, more people died there than in Iraq. And and when I say more people, I should be more specific. More Americans died in Chicago than the number of Americans who died at war in Iraq. And that's that's fucking crazy to me. You're saying this you're having the same amount of casualties? You're having more casualties in your own city than in a war zone? then shouldn't you say, oh, shit, there's a war going on in one of our cities. We need to fix this shit. We need to create some peace. You know, Chicago is the most segregated city in America, at least at the time that those shootings were going on. I don't know if that's still the case. I'm I'm pretty sure it still is. It's the most segregated city. So that means all the black people are in one place. And it's almost entirely black people. And it's one of the cities with the highest, you know, number of killings, the highest numbers of of gun violence and whatnot. That's not a coincidence. That's not just a, a happy or unhappy coincidence. I don't think so at all. And nobody's doing shit about it. So it's like, am I am I really a part of this country? Like, I it don't seem like my people are. I don't know. You know, but I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and not say anything about it, because you know nowadays, I don't I don't hang around a lot of a lot of other black people. You know, it's rare I get to hang around a lot of uh, black. <laughs> it's where I get to hang around, you know, a group of black people. And some of that is by choice sometimes because uh there's a lot of crazy shit around my people and I know that. So I want to help my people and I try to just by setting a good example, trying to be, you know, someone opposite of those stereotypes. I try to represent everywhere I go. And I get mad as hell when I see other black people not representing, not coming at this shit correct. But uh, 
for all the representing I've done, it don't seem to made have made a fucking difference. It don't seem to have done shit. You know, but every now and then, you know, I'll see somebody and they'll see me and the way that I act, the way that I behave. And. And, you know, it'll I see that I see a look in their eyes and they're. Maybe I'm imagining it, maybe it's not really there, but, you know, I see that. Some people see me and they go, damn. This guy's black, but he's not. He's not what I thought he would be. He's not the image I had painted in my mind. And I hope that I've expanded some people's minds like that, you know. Not to say that, you know, the the path forward is to behave, be a be somebody's fucking pet. Cause I'm not down for that shit at all. I ain't no Uncle Tom motherfucker. But you know, I have refrained from <laughs> I have refrained plenty of times from busting a motherfucker in their mouth who I, I, I probably should have fucking struck or hit or fucking came at with more hostility but you know I gotta make sure that I I stay solid cause I can't I can't come in here and uh and show them what they wanna see cause everybody would love to see me knock somebody out everybody would love to see me fight somebody you know, to act like a fucking savage. But I'm a black man. Ain't no fucking savage in me. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I'm thinking all this shit. I'm thinking about my people. And, and how much shit I had to put up with from other black people. And how much encouragement and help I've gotten from other black people. And I'm like. You know, what's the fucking way forward? What's what's the move? What do we do? And it's uh it ain't no fucking easy question. Cause I I want my people to not live in the fucking ghettos and in poverty. You know? But I'm who am I? <laughs> I'm just another fucking average Joe, man. I'm just another average Joe. But um I got faith in my people and I uh, I know we're going to get right. You know, with or without help. But uh it'd be nice if we had some fucking help though. Cuz if we're really a part of America, then you know, shouldn't we get get some fucking help? Ain't it a major issue? I don't know, but um, I've got so much to fucking say about this shit that I don't, maybe I just got to write this shit down and, and just come at it and talk about it correctly. But, uh, you know, I love everybody, but I'm like, the shit that's going on with my people, you know, it's, it, it, it's got me worried. Like I just, I'm I'm looking at this this no this no police thing, and I'm like, nah, fuck that. That's not the right way forward. Who's the fucker who's trying to control us? Because this is not what black people ask for. 
We didn't ask to defund the police. We just asked to, for them to not fucking lock us up disproportionately and come fuck our shit up. I think we could be safe and uh, and have the police at the same time. I think there's a, a better path forward. You know? I mean... It's just such a complex issue that I don't have the the education on it to really explain it. And it's like that on purpose. It's it's complex on purpose. You know. Sometimes it gets real simple, though. Sometimes you hear about a judge selling young black men to uh, prisons for a profit and that judge goes to jail or whatever happens to him. Sometimes you find out that, you know, a cop planted some drugs on somebody to have him sent to jail. Sometimes you see the video where he shot him in the back for no fucking reason. Uh, And I'm speaking more. I'm speaking more along more about um, there was a police shooting that happened years ago and the cop went to jail for it. I'm I'm assuming I hope so. Where there is a he got in a tussle with a a black man and the black man ran away and he shot him in the fucking back. But I'm sure that cop went to jail for that. I'm, I'm assuming, but you know, it's just, I don't know. There's ambiguous shit that people like to talk about that the media likes to put out there. But you know, sometimes you get shit that was obviously wrong and it's, and to have people still argue about it. Like I remember I, uh, I was uh, working, work, I was working, I'll just say I was working in Dallas and I had a coworker who said she went to a store and a, a, a white man stopped her, an old white guy, and he said that Amber Geiger, uh, who shot a, a black man to death in his own home because she, her sleepy ass, uh, fucking went to the wrong house. She, she thought she was going into her apartment, she said, and she shot this guy uh to death he she shot him he died you know he didn't do shit wrong he didn't do a fucking thing he didn't do anything wrong no mistake on his part and this guy is in wall uh oh i don't know if i said the store it's wally world yeah she's in a walmart this old white guy with a you know make america great hat again is like hey she's gonna get away with it because she's white like come on man like we're we're still doing that shit or or i should not we're you're still doing that shit you're still on that shit fuck out of here dude and that's not the that's not the first time i've heard those stories i mean when i worked in that same area i had the cops called on me like fucking four or five times just from just because i was sitting in a car taking a nap next to a fucking park i was on a i was at a fucking park (laughs) i can't take a fucking nap in my car at the park you gotta call the cops on me for that for real so you know it's it's still some bullshit going on there's still some assholes in the world but you know i got white friends they're cool people they're good people i got friends of every race you know, but I'm like, 
why can't these motherfuckers, these other people out here, why can't they just let us live? I don't know. And I, I'm definitely going to talk about this shit at some point in the future. Maybe I read a Malcolm X book or some shit. And a lot of people like to attribute him as being the one that's like kill white people and all this shit. But um, that's that's not who Malcolm X was. He was a much more complex individual. And um, his reputation has been tarnished throughout the years. Because uh, if you listen to him speak, you know, if you listen to what he's talking about. He's got a radically different approach than MLK, but he's not some fucking warmonger. Um, yeah, but uh, hey, maybe I'll come back later at some point. Maybe I'll come back again. What, today is what? The 2nd? September 2nd? Maybe I'll come back on uh, the 6th Sunday. Talk a little bit more or do something or I don't know. Just uh. Black is beautiful. So for all you kids out there, for whoever is out there, or for myself, who I'm recording this for, hey, black is beautiful. You know, don't forget that. No matter what the fuck they tell you, you're not crazy. There is some shit out there against you. But, you know, you got this, and, and your people are there with you. Maybe not all of them. Maybe some of them still on that bullshit. But you got a lot of people in your corner. So uh, heart goes out to you, black America. (laughs) You know what? I think that's that's what it is. There's America and then there's black America. Yeah, I'm a I'm a citizen of black America. At least they they got my back a little bit more or a lot more shit. Maybe one day those Americas will be one place. And maybe that'll be a good thing. Maybe that'll be the, the near future. I fucking hope so. But um, until then, peace out, black America and other America. I hope you get your shit together and help us get our shit together. <laughs> All right, I'm out.